Hey everyone, welcome to episode 70 of You Heard It Here Second. New podcasts are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and subscribe today. So we may have my dad on to talk about his week's worth of squatting on the pod. Derek and Steve present... I've only had it a week. Um, I, I, gotta, I gotta just right. uh, keep pooping. I've, I've been cruising Craigslist for porn all day, so I've, I've really got a good lineup of, of DVDs to take a look at. I mean, if you're if you're saying it's good porno, then it's got to be good porno. Trust me, they're good. <laughs> I trust you. Wow, what a what a freaking episode this turned out to be. You got that right. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number seventy of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, we're back to normal. This back week. to normal. The train is back on the tracks. <laughs> That was quite the episode last week. <laughs> it was. Um, so for those of you who didn't listen to episode 69, we uh, took it a bit different. Uh, we took a bit different approach to that episode. This one will be more like what you're used to. We've got yes. three periods for you today. Uh, it's July 3rd. You're hopefully listening to this on July 4th or on, in the car on the way somewhere nice, maybe a beach or barbecue yeah. or whatever. Or on the way back from your great weekend. Or, sure. Or, or, or in bed alone. Or at sleeping work. At work on July 4th. <laughs> Um, so we've got three periods, BC update, pop culture, and sports. Uh, pretty standard, but we do actually have a lot of information for you today. We have a lot more in the BC update and the pop culture than we usually do, mm-hmm. I will say. And uh, and that's not to bore you with the BC update because it's not all just boring BC update stuff that if you didn't go to BC, you won't care about because one of them is actually a funny story. One of them is a funny story. So, and the other is, is interesting information. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So let's kick it off. Let's, let's do kick it. it off. So uh, BC update will start um, – We've talked a few times about the plans with the new football facilities and athletic facilities in general. On Brighton campus, they got the baseball facility being built. Um, the field house is going up over uh, where Shea Field currently is. It will be going. Um, so lots of developments there. But some tangible progress that we can see is, is one of the easier items for Jarman and company to knock off the list here is the football field playing surface, which they were redoing over the offseason. And they are underway right now. And it looks like it will be done within a week or two. Um some pictures came on Twitter. Uh, AstroTurf, the actual company, AstroTurf, that's the tweet that I saw. I think somebody from BC retweeted it. Um, but they're obviously their provider, which they're their provider for, I assume, most of those fields. Sure. And uh, and they posted some pictures of the end zone and the middle logo for BC, which they're uh, painting and laying down on the AstroTurf right now. And while the middle logo looks very much the same, it's, it's the standard BC logo, just it's at like sharp '90s angles and really harsh colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so the, the only bright side about it is that the colors are probably gonna pop a little more because it's True. a brand new painting. Um, the end zone is where the big difference is because the end zone for BC is now uh, similar color scheme in that it's a maroon background, but it says Boston College all the way across it versus what it used to say, which was just Eagles in that italic in font, gold italics. Yeah, which is bad. Which was bad and didn't didn't take up the entire width of the end zone. You know, there was, there was a good chunk of space on each side of Eagles. This, so. so this, if, if you can't pull up a photo of it while you're, do, uh, while you're listening, it, it looks almost like a throwback. Yeah. It, it doesn't change much, but it looks like probably the end zone we used to have literally the when. day before we switched to the new logo. Yeah. Like it looks like an old school end zone with nicer colors and nicer turf. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of cool. And I, I'm very on board. They changed the gold a bit in the end zone. You're right. The, the uh, letters aren't italics and it says Boston college. And it, it, it looks very clean, looks very sharp. I, I know. I don't know if this is Martin Jarman's direct yeah. influence. I hope it is. Cause it's a cool little change. Like it, mm-hmm. no one's going to get upset about that. No, like, everyone's going to like the way that looks. My question is, is that leading into a logo change? Is this like the soft lead-in to a, an identity branding it's a good question. change? It's a good question. I mean, I, I wouldn't be stunned. I'll tell you that because, because like we said, the, the, the logo, while, while you don't think of it as a font in the logo because it's just the logo, it's just the B and the C, you don't think of that as really being a written phrase. It's, it's just like the logo, you know. We but the pre- font is italic. We have pretty bad font. Yeah, in uh, in that logo. Our logo yeah. itself, the eagle with the with the B and the C crossed mm-hmm. over, is actually not a terrible logo. No, not at all. It is a little dated. It looks like it's like early two thousands millennium style. Exactly. However, 
I think the trend in in sports is to go back towards throwbacks to kind of strip it down. Throwback with the with the sleek. Yeah, like exactly. Minim- minimalism. Minimalism, yeah. exactly. And I think this is the, at least the end zone is mm-hmm. um, heading in that direction. So I would love to see a change in logo. I know I'm, I may not be in my majority there, but I, I would I mean, love a switch up. So I, I would, I would too. I think that uh, I always loved BC's old logo, where the where the letters weren't italics. It was really largely the same thing. They were a little bit more block lettering. Um, you know, I think doing something like that, but just shifting to a, you know, maybe strip away some of the detail on the eagle. You know, maybe you just make it like an eagle, like, you know, not as much just fine. I, yeah. I, think, the, I think the fine artwork and logos is kind of dying away yeah. in favor of that, again, minimalist and like kind of abstract logo type of, of artwork. And so, you know, I, I'm curious to see because you're right. There's no indication that they're going to do that, but they're they're they changed the jersey lettering a while ago to be this. I think this same font as what's in the end zone. Um, so they changed that. They changed the numbers. So nothing is really italic anymore now that the end zone's being changed. And so that leaves just the logo lettering. So it's definitely a good question because I think you know I'm not expecting that to happen this year or or even the year after that probably, but uh, it could be something that is part of a larger branding and um, kind of image transform that Jarman is trying to lead here. So um, again, I'm not going to credit Jarman for all that because the font was changed with our new uniforms yeah. a couple I mean, years ago. He definitely had to approve it. Yeah, it for de- sure. Like it definitely came across his desk. So yeah. I'm happy this is the direction yeah. we're moving and at least a bit more updated yeah. uh, athletic program. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pumped about the that. The one thing we don't know from this photo is whether both end zones are the same. I, I assume they are. I would, but sometimes I would not like if they I wouldn't were like it if they put Eagles on the other end zone. I think that they should both be the same. I think so too. Um, so that's the BC field update, uh, looking good for the start of football season coming in a couple of months. Uh, a couple other notes on Jarman before we get to our funny story over the weekend. Um, so two things for Jarman first, uh, this actually happened about a week and a half ago, but we didn't touch on it at episode 69 because it didn't fit our, our theme for episode 69. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, but so Jarman scheduled a series with Michigan state for 2024. Um, I didn't realize it was 2024 until I just looked. So it is pretty far out. Um, but that's the way these series kind of work in college football. Um, previously, Brad Bates had scheduled Ohio State, which was probably his biggest success yeah. <laughs> as an AD was scheduling that series with Ohio State. Um, and so now Jarman, it's great to see this because I remember when we talked about Jarman being hired, the fact that he was a deputy AD at Ohio State meant that he had to have a good Big Ten network. you know. And, yep. as, and as soon as he gets here, he, he pulls in Michigan State for a deal. So Which is... A team, uh, usually a very good team, yeah. but also a beatable team. So right. I think this is a a perfect. I mean, it's a long way away. You're right. Yeah. Like it's, so they could be anything at that point in time. But as far as what Michigan State's been, you know, yeah. they're, they're not they're an they're Alabama the, level team. Exactly. They're the perfect play up team. Like yeah. we need to get up to that level. Yeah. We should be able to beat them eventually. And by mm-hmm. 2024, hopefully that's the yeah. the goal. I yeah. mean, obviously you want to be good this year. Yeah. But. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. Boston College can be on that level. Like you could be a top ten team one year, and then like a low yeah. twenty, like low twenties team the other. But you want to get yeah. back in the top twenty five conversation. You're right, and that's what Michigan State has. Michigan done. State is probably right around the level of where I would say that BC can be. Yeah. You know, I I would argue that BC can't be Alabama. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's fair. <laughs> I think that's like I, I just don't know a time they could ever be like Alabama. I think Michigan State is a very reasonable goal yeah. to like to try to as, yeah. as an elite comparable to like program. a Stanford too. Yeah, like we could be the Stanford of the East. There's yeah. no northeastern school that's good yeah. at sports or good at football. <laughs> good at football. Yeah, exactly. Like, why can't Boston College be that school? They absolutely should be. Um, and so, so it's great that that uh, he schedules that with Michigan State. But again, just the point there is that he's obviously immediately leveraging his Big Ten network because that's yeah. there's no other way that you just pull the rabbit out of your hat and say you got Michigan State in here for a series. You know, he obviously knows the Michigan State AD, and you hope that he continues to to pull those strings with other ADs that he's known from his time in Ohio State. Um, last thing about Jarman, he introduced a fan council. You want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, it, it is what it sounds like. He, he's trying to get some feedback from the fans. Uh, open invitation, just an email to all the donors. I applied. One of our other roommates applied. Did you apply yet? I didn't yet, no. Are you going to? I, I will. i got to see when the deadline is. You should. It's very easy. Yeah. They, it basically asks, like, your year yeah. and then, a, like, two questions. It's not, like, actually applying yeah. for anything. Right. Um, however, I, we'll see who gets it. Um, but it's a it's a good step. It's a step in the right direction. Bates did something similar. Bates had, like, a donor councils where he would talk to a few people about the problems of tailgating, very specific things. This is very um, – 
specifically for uh, fan experience at not just football, but uh, the questions are about men's hockey, women's hockey, and men's basketball and football. Mm-hmm. So those four main sports, which he considers the main sports, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and so you can go on, apply. I think it's just on BC, uh, bc.edu or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that, I think it's a good step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that uh, our roommate had also been a part of one with Brad Bates as well. And so it'll be yeah, interesting to see how this. Yeah, that was the one I this, mentioned. Yeah, and so it, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how this translates or how this compares um, to that one because I'm not sure uh, the previous one really factored in much of our input. I don't think. No, I think it's just. I remember. A, yeah, it was just like a gauge for him of yeah. what people were thinking versus an actionable. Basically, like a survey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, um, so that's good. So brings us to the last part of the yeah. BCI update. We're calling it BCI Gate. BCI so, Gate. So I'm going to let you tell it because I wasn't here for this. I've only been told about the happenings. Sure. Uh, it's kind of lame. So it's, <laughs> it doesn't make either side look very cool, <laughs> but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, Boston College Interruption, one of the more well-known blogs at Boston College, probably the most popular. I think it's uh, SB Nation blog. Yeah, I think it's it the is, SB Nation blog. It is one. the SB Nation blog. So it, it's, it's the outside source of, of athletic knowledge for, for Boston College alum right now. Um, it's not a very good blog. We don't like the writers. We're just not huge fans of it. So, so it's good for information. It's good That's for it. information. It's, their takes are terrible. Correct. But they're they take themselves too seriously. In general, if you need to find out who's being recruited by BC, sure, yeah, sure, they, they have, yeah, because they, they have accurate info because they have access to those right, that information. Right, right. Not because they're good yeah. at finding it or like exactly. good at relaying it. They just have it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, I don't dislike them that much, but I I join in on the fun. I, I like a rivalry, so let's make this a rivalry. Um, so. They post a f- Hall of Fame fan vote. Like, we're going to take a few requests for Hall of Famers and make our own Boston College football Hall of Fame. And, and everyone's like, okay, that's stupid. Like, they, there's a Boston College Hall of Fame. Like, what are we voting on? Like, what are the, what's the criteria? Like, what do we – like, just – anyway. Uh, so they post this thing. One of my roommates suggests Dave Shinsky, who is – we called him Uncle Dave. He was 26 when we were freshmen. <laughs> He tried out for baseball. He tried to play professional baseball. Ended up burning out. Going back to BC, being a terrible, co- uh, cu- <laughs> being a terrible quarterback, and then a bar, a, a bouncer at the local bar. Like he was just like yeah. an urban legend. Like Dave <laughs> Shinsky was twenty six, living in a freshman dorm. Yeah, quarterback for the Boston College football team. <laughs> bouncer at MAs. Like he was just a wild personality. So, and in this sort of not official Hall of Fame BC blog self-run Hall of Fame like of course he should be in it <laughs> who else should be in it <laughs> and, and this is this is on top of people yeah. they will already nominate right. so the uh, the names came down to like uh, Flutie obviously Father Monin Dave Shinsky there was no mention of like Matt Ryan or Luke Keekley. it was Tyler just Murphy. Tyler Murphy yeah. anybody cool <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was basically they put Flutie on there and a few other random people and we put Shinsky on there and they said some some fact like, oh well, if Flutie, if uh, Dave Shinsky gets picked, you guys will be banned forever. To, to <laughs> like the all the taking readers. themselves way too seriously. So we obviously found the loophole <laughs> to where you could bet for you could vote multiple times. You could just vote on repeat, incognito mode. Yeah. If you put your uh, phone on incognito, you could just <laughs> vote and and refresh and vote and refresh. So we started stuffing the ballots for Shinsky because it's hilarious. Yeah. You want Shinsky to win. Flutie's obviously going to get voted in. Just put him in there. He's an obvious <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer. So they, we put in like – there's literally 15 votes spread among all of them yeah. after two days of voting. So who cares? <laughs> so we put in like 15 votes for Dave Shinsky. <laughs> then we wake up the next morning and Flutie's got like 50 votes and no other – no one else has gone up or yeah. down. So we put in about 51 votes for Shinsky. <laughs> And, and it takes like two seconds. You just refresh, hit, refresh, yeah. hit, refresh, hit. And we were both – we actually recruited like a group of people to do it. Yeah. So it wasn't just us who liked Shinsky. A bunch of people wanted Shinsky to win this thing. <laughs> and they and, it, and Flutie kept going up exponentially just as we did. Perfectly timed. Perfectly yeah. timed. Whenever we would take overtake him, Flutie would go up. No one else was getting voted on. <laughs> it became like 500 votes to 550 votes. <laughs> and then the other people had like – five or six votes <laughs> it was so obvious that it was rigged from both sides yeah and there's no fan base out there who's plugging flutie in just aggressively besides pray, like it yeah. is the bci writers yeah 
who didn't want their vote to be a sham. <laughs> yeah. So they started restuffing the ballots for Flutie. Yeah. And it was so ridiculous that we got, they started tweeting out this, like, some, like, it's definitely some, like, one person just voting, like, it's ruining the integrity of the vote, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, this is a fan vote. <laughs> we're the fans, and we're voting. <laughs> like, and so they started voting back. It was so stupid. They ended up closing they the call, poll, yeah. canceling the thing. <laughs> no one gets elected to the Hall of Fame because they're so stubborn. They don't want yeah, to elect. they didn't want They didn't want Dave Shinsky in. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> I obviously think he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you do. You voted yeah, for him. We yeah. had a few other people voting for him. <laughs> like we had a bunch of people put in votes for Shinsky, and the BCI writers were voting for Flutie. That's it was wild. And that's that's in a nutshell what BCI is. It's exactly like, exactly like right. They they're gonna start this Hall of Fame for their blog. That that is just a replica of the real Hall of Fame. Like, is it just yeah. gonna end up being the same list of yeah. people? Yeah. Is that like why don't you is just that, copy? Is that, is that fun? Yeah. Like, copy and paste the list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. We're gonna start an NBA Hall of Fame on our podcast. But you can only vote on current Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. So we'll, we'll vote between Michael Jordan and Larry Bird today, but um, no one's allowed to put uh, Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, on I was the just list. about to say. Like, for, like that's the exact same <laughs> yeah. scenario. If Brian Scalabrini's winning, it's like us getting upset <laughs> and like revoting. That is literally Michael. exactly like. That's an that's a direct analogy to what happened. So so anyway, that's BCI Gate. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't commented on it since that was yesterday. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep you updated on that. But yeah. if the poll goes back up, uh, this is a call out to the listeners. We oh, yeah. gotta get Dave Shinsky in that Hall of Fame. Yeah, and maybe like write them some complaints if he doesn't. Yes, he yeah. is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> like if there's any Boston College, if you say who's the biggest legend you went to school with, <laughs> besides Keekley, it's Dave Shinsky. Yeah. <laughs> it's of course Dave. Shinsky. Yeah. So that is it for the BC update. Uh, that was, and it, I hope that doesn't make me sound like a loser. I mean, it wasn't really my idea. I, just, I think it's funny. I just supported it, <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. So I don't know if it will keep you posted on that. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I think it's funny. Dave freaking Shinsky. <laughs> um, all right. So that brings us to period number two, which is pop culture. Um, so today is the 4th of July. If you're happy listening 4th on our of release July, day, everyone happy 4th. So happy 4th to you all. Um, the question is, will you be watching the sandwich eating contest? The today? sandwich eating contest. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Kobayashi. Is Kobayashi still in it? He's, I think he was banned for, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, for, yeah, like, I don't what know do you why. get banned for? Performance enhancers? I, do, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think <laughs> he, he, he did get banned for something, and then he showed up one year. Yeah, I think, and they even though kicked he was banned, him out. And yeah, then he was banned for life or something like that. I hope he makes a comeback. Yeah. Uh, yeah otherwise, so it's just a one one man show. It's just Joey Chestnut. <laughs> no competition. On sandwiches. <laughs> um, should we switch back to hot dogs? Yeah, let's go. We so, were calling them sandwiches as a joke. Yeah. That's a throwback to like our first or second episode. <laughs> yeah, I think is, it was our first. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. Was our big debate. Yeah. And we decided it wasn't, <laughs> obviously. Right. <laughs> but still, it's fun to debate. Yeah. Um, so, how do we feel about the hot dog eating contest? Are we pro or anti? Like, what? I, what are your thoughts? I I think I'm. I have such neutral thoughts about the hot dog <laughs> eating contest. Um, I mean, I, like, I, I think it's cool that there is a thing like that. Like, <laughs> I, like, I think it's cool that exists. I I never watch it. I like I I don't think I've ever like sat down and watched it. I've I've just seen the the hot the I'm using air quotes. The highlights. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's a funny tradition. I don't really know what else to say about so it. So here's my thoughts on that. I I totally get your take. I hate it, <laughs> but I watch it every year. Huh. So I just wish it's so disgusting. <laughs> it it's is so gross. like stereotypical American. Yeah. Like July Fourth, let's stuff our faces with hot dogs and. As fast as we can. It does amaze me that these guys are not 600 pounds. Like, yeah. it's wild that they're actually athletes. Yeah. Like, the, what they do to their bodies to stay in that shape is incredible. Yeah. But it's just such a waste. It's so much hot dogs. It's yeah. so much meat. It is. It's so they they're dumping them in water, which is oh, so it's gross, sacrilegious. Like, it's not. It's become a warped. Yeah. Thing. It's not. A th it's not. Yeah. It, it's not a hot dog eating contest. It's a shove bread and meat in your mouth and yeah. don't throw up contest. <laughs> yeah. And they're like s literally stuffing their faces. And yeah. just, the I water thing is like the fact that they d they dunk it in water is like you're not eating a hot dog anymore. <laughs> yeah. well, like why don't you just put it on a blender and yeah, drink it? Exactly. And like, that's, that's, this, like, 
it's the same thing at that point. Yeah, so like, I, I'm pretty. I respect it. I do watch it every year. I love. I love yeah. that we have an American with the title, Joey yeah. Chestnut, <laughs> and he's got a great name. Joey Chestnut is exactly yeah. who you want to own the hot dog eating contest title. <laughs> uh, but I think it's outdated. I think we switch it to something else. Yeah, I'm. I'm very on board with that. Uh, there should be some goofy tradition like American that. Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> or like a, a global guts, or like a yeah. I don't know some games something. something. Yeah. But I agree. Just, hot dog eating is so that would be that would be great. Outdated. I agree. Yeah. So, speaking of hot dogs, the this is a quick one. The dancing hot dog Snapchat filter. The best is the best. It's the and best. It's like the best thing. So. Um, it's, they so need they need more they need more of them they now. need more immediately yeah. and they need it to be permanent because yeah. every once in a while it's, I can't get them. Yeah, it's the hot dog filters are quite a tease right now. Yeah, like, like whenever you want it, you don't have it. I want it all the time. Yeah, is the right. problem. It should be so it should I be never like have the dog it. face. They've never gotten rid of the dog get face. Rid of the and no dog one uses face. it anymore, or at least nobody. They need to take our yeah. our feedback here because unless they know what they're doing. Are, are they driving up demand for the hot they dog? They might be. They might be. I so, need the so hot dog. So I think dog. they did at first. I definitely think they did at first because I remember seeing that hot dog and I didn't. I couldn't find it. And I went on Twitter and I actually searched like hot dog filter, and people were like, "Why'd they take the hot dog filter away?" And so I think Snapchat actually took it down completely for like seven oh, geez, hours. Or imagine. Something. And so people, it did generate demand for it certainly. Of course. Um, but I think it's dumb to keep that going though like now everyone knows about it just make every, just let everyone let everyone use it and importantly I, cur- I currently have no hot dog filter yeah see like what the heck is that terrible you know um importantly they need to make more dancing food <laughs> yes like i mean that hot dog is great he's like, so great like and, and he looks like he's there in the room he, that's like he, like so it's, it's let's, great let's just break it down he looks like he's there He's having a, an awesome time, like a phenomenal time. He's having so, and he's a great dancer. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. It's, but it's he's doing like a like a like a, thrill, very, like a mini thriller, yeah. And then all of a sudden he break dances, yeah, in the spot. And then he the great he, music is great. I don't know if you can play it. Like, can you dub it in underneath? I don't this know potentially, but it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. It's, yeah, it's how all. Future filters should be right. I don't it, need to make my face look or sound different. The, <laughs> I want to put cool things on around me, uh, around me, or on things. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And this is like this sounds silly, but like this is augmented reality. This is like techno. This is where technology is going. This is the real know? deal. Like this hot dog this, is the future. Th- this this <laughs> this hot dog is the technological future. I know. It, it is. It is. It's <laughs> augmented reality. You you literally are placing a dancing hot dog. On the table in front of you, and you move the camera around, and he stays on that table. Wow, we are one small step for man, <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. This so, is amazing, and so I still don't have access to him. It's there must be a, there must be a way to increase your likelihood of getting the the hot dog. Well, I, I need to find out what yeah, it is. We have to figure it out. So, so if anyone does know oh, how what? to, I got him. He's got him. He's got oh, him. Oh, <laughs> Let's go, hot dog. I'm gonna put him on so, you, Derek. All right, cool. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Where is he? Can you plug in he? my phone and get this music? Uh, oh, he's dancing on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can plug the phone in. Um, there we go. That works. You go, hot dog. <laughs> so there it is, the hot dog snap filter. Oh man, I like that more than I should. I do as well. So they yeah. need we need more dancing uh dancing inanimate objects. Yeah. So moving along, we are big news breakers of fast food collabs yep. here yep. on the pod. And we've got another crazy one for you. Kind of I can kind of see it coming. Well, no, I couldn't see it coming, but it makes sense. Sort of. Because of the opposite direction. Yes. So Oreos is now collaborating with Dunkin Donuts for flavors. Usually it's the other way around. Dunkin' right. Donuts has Oreo flavored coffee. Now right. Oreos has Dunkin' Donuts mocha oh, flavored really? Oreos. Wow. Is that what you thought? I, I didn't think that the end product of this was Oreos. No, it's an Oreo wow. with Dunkin' Donuts mocha flavor. Wow. Yes. Are you going to try know. it? I, I don't, don't know. know either. No, the other way around is better. 
The other way around's way better, yeah. of course. Or it doesn't need Dunkin' Donuts to help them make flavors. <laughs> well, they're getting it. They're getting the help from somewhere. This is gonna trans. This is gonna. This will be a two-way street. There's no way that Oreo reached out to Dunkin' and was like, "We need some or- some Dunkin' flavored Oreos." Well, what other <laughs> flavors can you add if you're Dunkin'? It's Oreos is its own flavor. You can't yeah. have like more than an Oreo. Well, no, 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 no. But I'm saying the collaboration will will then result in flavored coffees too. What flavors though? Besides I don't know. Oreo. I, I don't know, but but they, <laughs> I, I, they're gonna come up with something. Okay, you know? sure. They're, like. Uh, I mean, well, there's a ton of different Oreos, you know? There's, like, uh, there's like cinnamon bun Oreos. Is there like, cinnamon bun Oreos? There are. There uh, are. There, there's tons of different Oreos. Like birthday cake Oreos. Uh, and so I think that Dunkin' is going to get is, the better tap into some of those Oreo flavors that exist already. Whereas, what I mean, what's what's Oreos going to gain from Dunkin'? Oreos is going to get some flavors. Mocha, Caram- hazelnut, but I mean, caramel. They're all, those are all standard flavors, though. I'm, I'm just saying. I think there's more... Oreo. De- I think there's more Oreo flavor development here than there is yeah. Dunkin' flavor development. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see. How we'll goes. buy them. Let's just yeah. buy them. Oh I yeah, think it came, sure. they come, Are they, they on the shelves out, already? They come out tomorrow. Wow, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to buy some, cool. and, and we'll review it next week. Yes. Um. So, th- so I'm not even going to talk about this, but I just put it down there because I thought this was more Dunkin' centric than Oreo centric. Oh yeah. But the order on the go feature of the app is phenomenal. Really? Yeah. For Duncan. So, for Duncan. So I've been avoiding it. It's I had been avoiding it as well. But you can you go on there, you choose the coffee, you can choose like the flavor shot or the flavor swirl, but you can actually change the quantity. That's so you, huge. you always ask for like one pump or yeah. two pump. You can you choose how many pumps. Then you you submit it, you check it, you, you pay it with the app and everything, and then you go in and it's waiting. It's waiting there with your, a sticker on it that has your name on it and it's waiting on the counter and you skip the line. Wow. Now if it's depending on what Dunkin' Donuts it is some Dunkin' Donuts, it's easier to get to the front of the line than others. The one I go to every morning, like it's on the side. There's no line, so yeah. it's, I just walk right in the door. I walk right out. Wow. Yeah. And you get your first X amount of free if you order on. Like you, you get points for it. I got. I, I noticed. First. I noticed some discounts and points. Yeah, but I, nothing was totally free, or at least not yet. They're trying but, to get people to use it, so I'm, yeah. I might have to give so that yeah, a shot. That I was skeptical, but the order on the go feature is actually really good. At least give it a try at the one that you go to. If there's one near you, there is. <laughs> is there so, one near me? No, no. What if whichever one you go to? I okay. Mean, if, give it a try and see if that one works. Because it's Boston. Yeah. So there's <laughs> definitely one. Near if that me. one doesn't work, try one of the other three on yeah. your on your street. <laughs> um, okay. Last but not least in pop culture, um, Mahershala Ali. How about that yeah. pronunciation? <laughs> um, starred in Moonlight. Also starred in. Other stuff. Other yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Uh, but definitely Moonlight. Uh, oh, and he's um, Remy in House of Cards. Um, very good actor. He's reportedly in talks to star in True Detective 3, season 3, mm. which I think is a an awesome cast because this guy has one of the more brooding like yeah. personalities. He's just always very mysterious, very like put together, very sharp. Mm. I just think it, it's very much back to like season one yeah. where it was these two guys who are investigating a murder and they're very dark and deep and emotionally scarred. I just think Mahershal has got everything you need to be a good actor and true detective. Yeah, and I think um, it gets me it gets me excited about this because, like you said, maybe reverting back to season one, while season one was one of those big name actor duos, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, Season two felt like they did the big name thing for the sake of doing the big name thing. And it didn't fit. And it didn't fit yeah. at all. Um, it was Colin Farrell. It was Colin Farrell, uh, Vince, Vince Vaughn, Vaughn, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Like, and they didn't mesh Taylor, well. Taylor Kitsch, who's... Yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. right. It's like they just It wasn't the right cast at all. Um, and so going to Mahershala Ali is not the huge name, like, whoa, did you see Blank is in True Detective? It's... It's I I trust that this is a really going to be a really well cast yeah position. I mean it's not set yet, so it's just kind right. of rumor right, right. now. But right. I, I think that would be great. I love True Detective. Yeah, season one was amazing. Season two was pretty garbage, but still very. F- but the production of the exactly. show is always still been good very good to watch. Yeah. It's a good. It's similar to uh, the Night of. Yeah, remember that? Right, right. As a whole, I didn't love it. Yeah, but every individual show I enjoyed yeah. watching. If it and happens to end up being a good show, perfect. Yeah, and and the thing is. For one thing, I think HBO does listen to what people complain about. Yeah. Um, like like we heard, and I still haven't gotten around to watching it, but we heard The Leftovers apparently ended great. Yeah. Like apparently it had a great ending. And 
it makes you wonder if they listen to what people are saying about what's wrong with these shows that that don't that have crappy endings. You yeah. Know? So, uh, Mahershala Ali, but uh, potentially starring in True Detective season three. So yeah. So that wraps up pop culture, and that'll move us right along into sports. So we flipped it around that time. There you go. That sounds good. Uh, (laughs) First up, obviously, the biggest news, even though it's not really news because nothing's happening except. (laughs) The fact that it's the biggest news is the problem that this league has. Exactly. Is that their offseason is the biggest news. Correct. NBA offseason. Big news. Um, But a lot of big news. A lot of big news. So let's do this because I I know we're going to end up doing this eventually. So let's get your (laughs) Celtics hot takes out. Air them out. Just Air out the dirty laundry, right. and then we'll talk about the other moves. Okay, so I don't have I don't have many hot takes. Well, just I your guess, takes. I guess it depends who's listening. Maybe you maybe you completely disagree with me, and then that would make it a hot take. Um, I am not upset that the Celtics didn't trade for Paul George. Fair. Um, Either am I. I place all the blame on Indiana in this situation. Um, the Celtics needed, and and we're not getting into a, a detailed salary cap discussion here. But if if you go over what the salary cap requirements are, the Celtics needed to attempt to sign Gordon Hayward before they could trade for Paul George. Trading for Paul George would eliminate the possibility of signing Gordon Hayward on the free agent market unless you sent out a ton of salary, which means giving up guys like Smart, Crowder, Bradley, just give them all up. And yeah. it's like, no, that's that's a terrible decision So with one year left on Paul George's deal. Quickly to um, comment on that, did you hear what the Rockets did to get Chris Paul? Uh, sort of. I didn't, so I didn't hear the So basically the there was – and it switches over, uh, and I got this through another person, so mm-hmm. I'm not exactly clear mm-hmm. on the details. But apparently, the the old deal, which has since switched over on July 1st, mm-hmm. you had to pay an equivalent of contract or assets mm-hmm. in order to receive a high value player, and it didn't re- really matter how. Yeah. So it's cash right. considerations or contract. Right. So what Houston did was they went out, and it's purely because, and it, it, it's a it's a win for both sides. Yeah. Uh, whoever right. received these right. things, but what Houston had to do was make up the assets that they were getting, like X percentage of mm-hmm. Chris Paul's yeah. right. right. contract. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they went out and bought up the contracts of like some really crappy players, mm-hmm. like ten or so, and mm-hmm. packed them all up and mm-hmm. floated them out into these deals so mm-hmm. that. Technically, they're getting rid of yeah. that amount of assets. Right. It didn't have to cut anyone from their actual team. Right, right. So I didn't know if this was a situation that the Celtics could do the same. So so they could so they could have, but when I, so when I say about when I say about getting rid of the salary, it's not just for the George trade. It's with the with what's left in the free agent pool. So 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 bringing in George, yes, they could have like signed some scrubs and included it to make a George trade work. Um but th- what that would still do is that it would have put them over th- – th- it would have shrunk their space to sign Hayward. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like what I what I described it as is like how you make a trade in NBA 2K. Yeah, yeah. You just go to the free agent market, pick up a I bunch mean, of honestly, people. I mean, honestly, like NBA 2K is like a, a very advanced engine as far as the roster and like yeah. the cap management goes, and it's actually very accurate. Um, so you can just pick up random people yeah, and, to make and make the trade the, work. Make the trade equal that that hundred percent green yeah, mark. Right. Exactly. Whether you or throw not, in draft picks that are you know exactly so. Yeah. Um, so they certainly could have done that. Um, they, so the more applicable thing, if they were to have gotten George when Indiana was demanding the trade, which again, I blame Indiana for not waiting. Cause like they, they would have gotten like the thunder weren't running away from that offer. Yeah. <laughs> Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis, they were not going to at any point this off season reject that. If, if the Pacers set, came back to them and said, all right, let's do this now. They would have, nothing would have changed. Yeah. Um, so I think it's Indiana's fault for not waiting the Celtics. Um, you know, the only possibility of that kind of packaging in all these junk assets for a trade would have been if they had gotten George first, then they would have had to do that to get Hayward. And that would have meant that Utah would have had to agreed to sign a trade, which I can't see the team doing, you know, because like, hey, like they're trying to keep him. And then it's got to be a real bitter taste if then they have to go sign and trade him to yeah. like take back some salary. Like that's that doesn't seem like something that would happen. So long story short, um, my hot take is not very hot, but I, I mean, people are are way too on to Danny Ainge still to this day, and I, I mean, he's been patient for four years now, and I just people at the fans at every step want him to just throw it all away for for a lot of uncertainty, 
you know, Paul George has been clear that he's trying to go to L.A. Yeah, and I don't so think, I think Paul George throwing, is play at all. Yeah, no. So I, I certainly – so if they had gotten Hayward, I would certainly give up more as a risk for one year of Paul George, assuming that you could convince him that it's this is the spot for him. But you don't do that without getting Hayward because if, if you just bring in Paul George, like, are you really better than the Cavs yet? I don't think you are if you just brought in George. Yeah. And so you're going to have a tough time convincing him to stay anyway. Um, so the, the long story short, Blake Griffin got signed before free agency opened. So there's nothing you can blame Ainge for there. Paul George got traded before they could even get a chance at Hayward. So there's nothing you can blame him for there either. So as much as it's a cop out to say it, like, I don't think that he's done anything wrong yet this offseason. I hope they get Hayward. I mean, hopefully his pitch was good. They, um, they did lose Amir Johnson. They lost Amir Johnson, which, which they were going to lose anyway. Um, that, well, they were likely going to lose as long as there was a market for him. He did. He made $11 million with this one-year deal, which is more than the Celtics would have paid him at all. They would have brought him back at a veteran minimum, I think. Um, so Amir Johnson is um, a locker room loss for sure. He doesn't have a whole lot left in the tank, skill like uh, big man-wise, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my quick thoughts on the Celtics. I think. Yeah. So, so no. So no. Over the place, as per usual, no big moves for the Celtics. No yet. big moves. But the Hayward news could come out by the time you listen to this. That's true. Um, he's meeting. He met with Utah to, or he's meeting with Utah today. Met with the Heat. And right. he met with the Heat and the Celtics over the weekend. So Utah's his last meeting. It's not one of those deals where he said he's deciding tonight, but certainly once he's done with Utah, the decision could come at any time. Yeah. So. Um, um, so other than that, we've got a few other big moves. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we just want to quickly touch on them, but uh, Chris Paul to the Rockets. How do we feel? Uh, that's en- that's intriguing. It's intriguing. Uh, the Rockets are an intriguing team now, depending on who else they can land. Um, but that's that's the Rockets were really good last year. So uh, the the one thing that'll be really interesting to see how it works is Chris Paul and James Harden have both been playing point guard. Yeah. You know, so they're both extremely good. So yeah. I don't think well, it's a concern. I think it's going to be the same argument as like Anthony Davis and yeah. Boogie Cousins Boogie, yeah. on the same team. Like, yeah, right. they play the same position, but they're yeah. so good. Yeah. Even and if one plays the bench, it'll be yeah. amazing. And they're both, they're both so good scoring that it doesn't really matter which one's facilitating and which one's scoring. So I think, yeah, they're, they're going to be a, a very scary. They're yeah. the best backcourt in the NBA potentially yeah. now. Uh, Blake Griffin back to the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers needed to do this. It doesn't make sense for him. For him, I don't think so either. I mean, I think uh, he's, money. It's money. It's I mean, money, but I think he's resigned to, and he's probably happy with it. But he's he's a he's kind of got a touch of the Dwight Howard syndrome, where he just wants bit. to be liked. He's a, he's That's a comedian. True. He does a lot of cameos. He's a, a pretty funny guy. Yeah, he is. He wants to be liked. I think he'd like to stay in L.A. Too. And I think so he like, likes the probably, scene. Yeah, I, I'm, he might have liked to be on the Lakers, but I don't think that was really a, an option for him. I think this is best case scenario for yeah. him. In ter- for him, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm obviously I've never met the guy, but yeah. just based on the personalities in the NBA, yeah. he didn't pull a move. Like he's not being the martyr and staying yeah. with with yeah. the Clippers. He's like, yeah, no, it works. Yeah. He paid me a ton of money. I like it here. I don't think they'll be good anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, who cares? And, and I think the fact that he took the five year, one seventy three, hundred seventy three million dollar deal, um, indicates to me that he. That, that that put him over the top as far as the the longevity and the um the amount of the deal with his injury history. Yeah. Um he's got a lot of injuries in his career and the one thing that's becoming much more common now in the league and we've seen this with like even the one and one deals that we saw from like LeBron, Durant and 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 those guys in the past few years where they no longer want these massive deals when they know the salary cap's going to go up. Yeah. In a similar fashion these guys are now signing these deals to be shorter and end when they hit their 10 year mark. Because when you've been in the veteran, when you've been a league veteran for 10 years, you're eligible for that super max deal or the, or some sort of a super, it's not the super max they always talk about, but it's some veteran raise that you can get more money as a 10 year vet. Yeah. And so we're going to see that situation with Hayward where a lot of people think that Hayward's going to sign a three year deal because he'll be then at that off season, he'll be at his 10 year mark. He can sign that massive deal. And so um, the fact that Blake didn't do that to, to, to line up on his tenure tells me that he that that money was just too much to pass up because he's going to be over 30. I th- I'll have to double check how old he is, but that's going to put him at the end of this contract in a spot where he won't get a massive one. He's 28 right now, so he'll be 33 when that contract yeah. ends. He won't get another massive deal, likely. Um, so he wanted to take that money now because of his injury history. I think, I think it's smart. I yeah. think it's a good move. Um, that being said, the West is now a joke. It's, I mean, the, the basketball is now a ridiculous. joke. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, so the basketball, in a way, is less of a joke um, because there's at least some teams that might 
be interesting now against these yeah. teams. Like, there's now going to be competition in, in the playoffs. Among, like, next five year. teams. Like, the Warriors aren't sweeping the Rockets and the um, the Thunder, potentially, the yeah. Spurs. Like, the Timberwolves are, are a contender now in the yeah. West. Um, so, like, th- it's great that that's happening, <laughs> yeah. except it's all in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, the the I saw one stat here. Um, of the top 15 players in win shares from last year, 12 of them are in the West, which is a ridiculous number. Yeah. Um, LeBron, uh, Giannis, and Isaiah are the only three in the top 15 of win shares that are in the Eastern Conference anymore. I saw some joke tweet, too. I actually saw this this exact stat somewhere. Yeah. And guess who retweeted it in the East, com- comparing them, saying that they should be in it in the Eastern Conference? You can't even mm. think. Oh, John Wall? Nope. That's a better one than than the person who said it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because he, he's on the Charlotte Bobcats now. Yeah. Like, dude, get over yourself. So that's ju- that's to tell you when Dwight Howard thinks he's one of the best players in the yeah. NBA, that's yeah. what you're dealing with in the East. Yeah. That's what you're dealing with. It's tough. Um, um, but hey, so hopefully Gordon Hayward takes note of that because you are an automatic All Star if you yeah, come to the East. It's true. So. Yeah. Um, all-star starter, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, there are still a few good point guards in the East, actually. The but. last piece on the basketball thing, no more trade talk, is just a note. The D-League, everyone's favorite D-League, everyone yep. knows the D-League, is actually being renamed to the G-League Yeah. Uh, from a Gatorade sponsorship. Uh, I feel okay about it. I'm fine with it. The D-League is a, it's kind it's, of a memorialized thing. Like yeah. Everyone knows what it is. It's right. just basically the – Development. Development league. It's it's, for, it's yeah. practice leagues for people who aren't as good. But it's just always been there. It's always been people who never actually make it up. Yeah. Except yeah. Jimmer Fredette who yeah. made it up and shot a few Every plays. now and then. There's a guy in the Spurs that made it up. Jonathan Simmons. Yeah. yeah. So it's usually just guys who Once play in, while, in the yeah. D League and yeah. then go to play in China. Yeah. yeah like that's exactly. what they do. And if they're going to boost it up with a Gatorade sponsorship, call it the G League, maybe get a few more. Because I would... If there was D-League games in my city, I would go. Yeah. I would love to see good basketball, but yeah. they don't promote it at all. Yeah. It's just, a, I mean, I guess they shouldn't have to, but yeah. baseball has AAA, AA, single A, and yeah. those stadiums are not filled, but they're making money. Right. There's people out there. They're doing fireworks on yeah, 4th they, of July. Yeah. People it's, go to them. Yeah, I, I say make the D-League a, yeah. a, a marketable thing. I agree. So the Celtics affiliate is in Maine, which is not ideal. No, <laughs> um, but probably the worst uh, <laughs> place. But yeah, so I mean, either way, I, I think it'd be. Uh, I agree, it'd be good to kind of market that minor league system a little bit, um, and and somehow promote them to be able to have a better chance of getting to the NBA. I, I don't know what the answer for that is. Maybe yeah, it's that's tougher. Maybe it's. I, I don't know what it is. Can't propose a solution right now. Yeah. But um, but it, it's always nice to see minor leaguers make their way up and get to the league. And I know it's a different sport, but. Um, so, yeah, there you go. G so, League. So that wraps up basketball. Last few notes. Actually, one of them is not a note. This is just a note. Wimbledon kicked off today. Um, all the stars are in play except Serena Williams. Everyone's still – on the men's side, it's it's wide open. Federer is the favorite, but everyone plays well on grass. Um, and Stan Wawrinka, uh, another favorite. I think he's top five seed, has already been eliminated first round. Um, so keep your eyes on the big guys in the, on the men's side. Women's side is wide open. No, There's no – I mean, now that Serena's not playing in, in the because she's pregnant, it, it's anybody's game, mm-hmm. anyone. And I think in a good way. We're finally going to start to see if uh, Wozniacki can make a run or if uh, Simona Halep, who, who's an IMG grad, can make a run. Like, people who, who should be good but they've just kind of hadn't been able to break through the Serena ceiling right, right. can finally start winning some majors. Um, so we'll see about that. Last but not least... Uh, the Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn fight. So yeah. there was a big fight last Friday. Manny Pacquiao, who everyone knows, and Jeff Horn, who no one knows, who I call Australian Ben Higgins. He is use. He literally talks. He's like so soft spoken, and he's got like this very plain, boring face. He's just not a boxer. He's just this boring pudding white guy who happens to have really long arms. Like, <laughs> Um, so anyway, they have this fight. Uh, I w- actually, my roommate and I watched round six through twelve. So I ended up watching this fight. Uh, I have new. I know nothing about boxing, so it, it looked like they were even. I don't know, <laughs> but apparently people were freaking out that Joe, because this guy Jeff Horn wins. He beats Manny Pacquiao. They've never fought before. Manny Pacquiao has now lost f- like four out of his last ten fights. 
the new welterweight champion is Jeff Horn, this kid from Australia. Yep. And everyone's freaking out because it was really lopsided win. It was they, they, the judge's unanimous decision, 117 to 111, which is very, very high spread. Yeah. Because that means you won by six rounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And boxing is, is done by, like, you win one point or not. Yeah. You basically, right. like, you have to get really beat up. So it's, it's each round scored out of 10, and usually it's 10 to 9. 10 yeah. to 9. 9 to 10. Right, 10 right, to right. 9. 10 to 8 is, means you 10 got destroyed. 10 to 8 means you got destroyed yeah. or knocked down. Right. Like, that's a right. big... So so usually it's... He had to, he had to win six more rounds. Yeah. Which right. is... Pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anything about boxing. He was he was bleeding the entire time. They almost stopped the fight because he got injured in the ninth or in the ninth yeah. round. The the referee literally came up and said, I need you to show me something next round. Yeah. Or you're or I'm gonna have or to stop, stop this fight. fight. To yeah. Jeff Horn, who yeah. ended up winning <laughs> yeah. in unanimous decision. Yeah. So I don't know if that was some uh, if there's any conspiracy theories out there. Um, however, it was fun to watch and it kinda got me jacked up for Mayweather, yeah, McGregor, McGregor, because um, I, I would love to see either of them get knocked out. Yeah. I was, I mean, I hate both of them so much <laughs> that watching them, watching anyone beat, each, yeah. I mean, this is the perfect scenario. Two people you hate are trying to knock each other out. Yeah, it's not like I'm rooting against someone who's going to get destroyed by Mayweather, right? Or someone who's going to get destroyed by McGregor in MMA. This is a win-win situation. Yeah, someone loses this fight. <laughs> And hopefully badly. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm actually very I excited. So. I don't have high hopes for that, but I, I hope I. so. I think it's yeah. Although, did you see the uh, comparison videos? Yeah. Oh yeah. my <laughs> god. So Mayweather puts out this speed boxing yeah. compilation. It's like do 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 dodge do do dodge do do dodge like yeah like annihilating the speed bag. Yeah. And I don't know much about boxing again, so I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. He must be good. And then McGregor puts out one in like response, and he's like, dude. He's like one punch every like other like not dodging. Not dodging. Really slow. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Mayweather's going to murder him. It's possible that happens. I I think that it's way more likely that Mayweather just destroys McGregor than the other way around, for sure. Um but I mean, you know, our hope our only hope as viewers is that McGregor is just fearless. Yeah, and he comes out and he swings, swing it, and it hard. Either he gets knocked out or he licks uh, Mayweather with like it's a, one a, good one. Yeah. yeah, like it's that's what we got to hope for. And I like these guys are making so much money that it could Stupid easily be like, a, oh, we're just gonna have a little the fist. They you could, know, yeah, yeah. Tap, tap I, now I don't think the good thing about this being McGregor is that I don't think that's the way this will go with him. Um, I think he's a psycho, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think that he will not intentionally have a low-key money-making fight. Like, I think he wants to knock him out. I think so, so too. So that's at least what we can cling to as, as viewers to, to hope that that happens, to, to hope that he at least tries. I don't know if I want him to knock him out. I don't know who I want to win because I don't like either of them either. Um, but, yeah, I want him to at least be, you know, guns blazing and trying to knock uh, Floyd out. Yeah, so, so that, that date is August 26th. Yeah. We'll be so we'll be up, ready. Yeah, it's coming month. up, end of summer, just a nice little yeah, just a nice fight. Yeah, just a just good old nice fashioned fight. fist fight. Just a nice little fight. Love it. Uh, well, that wraps it up, and that actually that may wrap up the episode. It does. That was pretty. Was that fast? Forty eight minutes. All right, that's so. a, that's right in the middle of fast and slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, plus, whatever we do the rest of the way here. Okay. So. Um, well, that brings us to the final drive. All right, you want to go first? You want to go second? I think I'm going to go first. First. Um, so. I watched John Wick 2 this this weekend. If you haven't seen John Wick 1, it's also very good. However, I'm just going to review John Wick 2. This is a an action movie for people who like action movies but hate when they take themselves seriously. It's very well done. It's very high production value. It is so ridiculous how many people John Wick kills in this movie. <laughs> With head, not only just kills in general, but with headshots. Like he is, he's a sniper with a pistol. He's like running around, like, doo, 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 doo. like literally just boom, 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 <laughs> like ten people, and like running through a hallway, boom, 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 and it's it's kind of like a, it's it's it brings you back to the Matrix a bit, like the slow mo like gun yeah. scene in the bank or wherever they are. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. I I. I 
It's very high-tech. It's There's a lot of weaponry, a lot of explosions, a lot of stealth, a lot of car chases. It's just total dark action movie. Zero plot. Like, <laughs> negative plot. The, the reasoning behind it is he has to kill someone because he was because he promised someone that he would do it. <laughs> then he did it, and then the other guy, now the other guy wants to kill him. So it's really just a freaking action movie. Yeah. It's like, let's see how many people Keanu Reeves can kill in this movie. <laughs> it's it's enjoyable. It's not good. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. So I'm just going to rate it. It's not certified guac. It's going to get a, a 58 Steve Nicholas avocados. <laughs> All right. Do not go out of your way to see it. If it's on, it's worth a, it's worth a laugh. Worth, it's yeah. just like, I don't know. There's some good <laughs> scenes. There's some bad scenes. But <laughs> it is a pure adrenaline rush of Keanu Reeves. Is that, if that's what you like, yeah. this is a movie. Yeah, yeah. 100 yeah. if that's what you're looking yeah. for. Uh, so there you go. John Wick 2 review. That's it. Uh, my final drive is going to be a quick check-in on, since we're at the All-Star break, uh, or almost at the All-Star break, a quick check-in on my preseason Red Sox predictions, Ooh. which was which were doing one hot and one not so hot. Um, so, I predicted that Rick Porcello would win 20 games this year. Uh, Rick Porcello is 4-10 and 10 at the All-Star break. Oh, yeah, that's right. You so did predict that's that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Rick Porcello is having a terrible follow-up to his Cy Young campaign last year with a uh, 5.06 ERA, 4-10 and 10 record. He's pitching. He'll have pitched one more game when you hear this because he's pitching tonight for the Red Sox. Um, but that one is not a good prediction by me. However, the even bolder, so I said 20 games for Rick Porcello, but I said that Chris Sale would win 24 games. Which is a ton too. That's a ton. Um, but Chris might. Sale is at eleven and three right now, um, and he could be way higher. He could have he, more he wins. He could easily be probably fourteen and like one with, with some of the. He lost. A, he actually lost two one nothing games, I think. Um, so Chris Sale has been every bit of what the Red Sox hoped he would be. Um, one of the leading Cy Young candidates at this point, especially with his strikeout numbers. So eleven and three for Chris Sale. I would say I'm okay on the pro- on the projection there. That twenty four wins is still doable for that. Um, and so I'm going to add one because Rick Porcello sure. ruined one. Just so, replace it. So I'm just going to add one. I'm going to double down with another bold bet. You're going to repeal and replace? I'm going to repeal and replace. Um, I'm going to say that Mookie Betts is going to win the MVP. Wow. So, yeah. And now that he is not near the top of the race right no, now. No, um, But on Sunday, he had eight RBIs, two homers and eight RBIs on Sorry, Sunday. I played him in fantasy um, baseball. So yeah. that's, not, that's not fortunate for you. Um, so that's going to be – I'm going to replace – I'm gonna sa- I'm gonna forfeit my Rick Porcello projection, but as doubling down, I'm gonna say that Mookie Betts wins MVP, that's which, is, a, which is unlikely. That is a. But I'm doubling down, so I get a, no credit for anything if he doesn't. That's so. fair. That's totally fair. So there you go. No credit for the Chris Sale prediction. Yeah, that's a big risk actually for me, but you got to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna be so I'm, bad I'm on playing, one, if I'm playing so to have a big win. Yeah. It's like you're not playing to walk away from the roulette table with ten bucks. You want to walk away with a hundred. There you go. So. That's what we're doing. I'll bet you 100 bucks Mookie Betts doesn't win. <laughs> I decline the bet. <laughs> uh, so okay. that's it. That's my that's my final draft. Cool. Well, that's so. it for episode 70. Uh, I, I never do the ending, so this is weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. I don't know Are why you going to try to close it or you want me to close it? Oh, let me try. All right. <clears throat> well, that's it for episode 70. Uh, thank you to all our guests. Uh, we had a great time. Everyone had a fun time. Goodbye. <laughs> Later days. Later days. <laughs>